welcome back to Asked by Ayana. Today I am joined by someone that I followed on Instagram for, I don't know how long it's been, it feels like forever. <laughs> and love her personality, I love her vibe, and she's so good at what she does. I am here with Aubrey Johansson, who is a personal chef and recipe developer, who's done so many cool things within her career and, um, just like, as I said, I, I just feel like every interaction I have with her, I'm like, I'm like, she is so cool. And now she's on the show. So I'm, I'm super excited about it. Uh, but Aubrey, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yay. Awesome. So I know that I said personal chef and recipe developer, but I would love for you to delve into that a little bit and just like explain what that looks like and, and just what your job is. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I always feel like that's like the little sound bite that you get on social media. Like, I'm Aubrey Johansson. I'm a personal chef and recipe developer. And then you like dig into the content. Um, but basically, yes, that's it. I am a personal chef. I work primarily with professional athletes. And then I am a, I would say like full-time behind the scenes recipe developer, not only for that's what she eats, but also for a lot of brands. Um, and I know like we've talked about this, like I moved back home to Cleveland from Tampa, Florida. Um, I lived in Tampa for three years and worked in food space there. And since I moved home, I've taken a little, a little break from personal chefing, like a little, um, you know, sometimes you just need like a minute to kind of like cook what you want to cook and like, you know, fight the burnout of rigorous schedules. So I've really leaned into my recipe development contracts. But um, I would say if you see like Thanksgiving recipes coming out in magazines, um, know that there's somebody like me standing over a table of stuffing um, in August, shooting that and then sending it away. <laughs> Well, I think it's also so cool that you are a, like, that you have, like, incredible photography skills on top of shooting. Uh, How does that, how did that come together? I mean, is that kind of just something that you, like, which came first, I guess is my question. Yeah, definitely the culinary skills came first. So when I graduated undergrad in 2013, I graduated with a degree in opera performance with a minor in piano and Russian fiction. And I was about like three days from moving to Boston to get my master's when I decided I'm not going. And I ended up working in fine dining for several years um, in a really like small, very cool kitchen with like one other guy. And we would just throw out amazing food. And, you know, being in my early 20s, restaurant life is really difficult. Like you don't get to go out on the weekends, you don't get to see your friends at night, like you work holidays, you work all the time. And while I was like honing my skills and my craft, um, I also wanted to have sort of like a better work life balance. So I started taking photos of my food and created almost like a portfolio to market myself as a personal chef, because I also was going through this like sort of self-discovery with getting healthy and trying to figure out how I could make my favorite foods, but make them in a very healthy way. And I knew that that was marketable to busy families and people who were in like the sports industry. And that's how I started taking food photos. But if you like look back at my food photography from like 2014, 2015, 
um, I would deny that any of those photos were mine. I would, I would say, no, you're lying. Absolutely not. That's not me. So it's always evolving. It's always growing. It's always changing. But to see where I am now and look back, like I'm so proud to have spent like all of these years kind of learning this skill. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like that's a sign of success if you are embarrassed by your early work. <laughs> at least that's what I tell myself when I look back yeah. at the stuff I was putting out five years ago. I'm like, it means I've gotten better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank goodness. And like, I think it's a good reminder, you know, what? how often do we, are we new at something? Like as adults, you know, like in our 30s, we obviously have our strengths and our skills in our careers and our personal lives. But it's not very often that we like pick up something completely brand new and we're willing to be like new again and learn again and like vulnerable to failure. So um, sometimes I have to give myself that pep talk like it's okay. Like you're still learning. You're going to be learning this for a long, long time and there's growth and like that is good enough. Like that is good enough today. I would love to just kind of like learn more about how the social media presence happened because yeah. I feel like that doesn't, you know, I, I, you do such a good job with it, but obviously not everyone who's working in the culinary space has like this following, you know? So I'm just curious how that happened. Well, thanks. So I think, so Instagram picked Cleveland when I lived here three Florida, like in 2014. 2015, maybe they picked Cleveland to be one of five cities for this kind comment campaign. And um, we had this like mural painted, it was for Pride Month. So like, of course, like a member of like the LGBT community, um, I felt drawn to it. And then Instagram felt like, you know, a million years ago that my page, my space was creating kindness in community, which was really nice to be noticed for. And um, they asked me to speak at this event and they came, like Instagram came to Cleveland and they, I don't know, it was like, it was so wild. They asked me to take over Instagram's actual Instagram story for a day. So I shared like a day in my life and um, they posted a photo of me on their feed. Like I could probably never find it now, but it was like very cool. And I think I had close to a hundred thousand followers by then. Maybe it was in the eighties, but that definitely skyrocketed me over. And ever since then, I've just, I've continued it. Um, when I think about how long I've been sharing my life on social media, it kind of makes me cringe a tiny bit, but also like the incredible opportunities, the people that I've met, um, I would have none of those amazing things in my life without this platform, which is so crazy. Like, that this free app has changed my life in such a dynamic way is truly wild. Yeah, that's that's so fun hearing hearing that like <laughs> content creators dream. Um, but yeah, no, it is it is wild, especially I feel like for those of us who like we're using Instagram. Like, I mean, I was on Instagram like high school, college, just yeah. like sh sharing like the most like embarrassing content you can imagine. <laughs> And now it's like yeah. part of my job, which is, which is weird. Um, I would love though, cause I feel like this, that this stuck out to me. So I have to, I have to hear more about your degree that you graduated in. That is so cool. Oh, well, thanks. I, you know, I don't think like, 
I don't think you're born wanting to be like an opera singer. Maybe you are, but I think, you know, you are good at what you're good at. Maybe you're really good at math. You're good at chemistry. For some reason, I am good at singing opera. And um, when I was looking at undergrad programs, I actually looked at a lot of culinary schools and then I looked at music schools and I went music, but eventually came back to cooking. Um, I would say that undergrad vocal performance was a swift kick in the butt. Like I, college was a wild time. I think I'm still tired. Like I'm still recovering even this many years later. And I think the ultimate decision to not pursue the master's degree was that first like feeling of burnout. And I just needed a break. Like I wanted to be a kid for a minute and I don't regret the change or like the choice, but I definitely still sing like in the shower, in the car, but I can't say that, you know, I'm whipping out arias ever recently. Yeah. So when you were younger, because I still feel like those are such cool options, like music or uh, or food. Um, at what point did you realize that you were going to like take a, I mean, let me put it this way. I feel like when you're growing up, it's like everyone wants to be like a teacher or a lawyer or a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and so for me, I struggled because I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't know what I want to do. But um, I'm curious what, at what point you realized, like, okay, I might take a more creative path or something that, you know, most people aren't doing. Yeah, I think, like both of my parents are musicians. So I grew up with a lot of music in my house. Um, I, my dad was also a minister. So I grew up singing in church choir every single Sunday. Um, those things were kind of, they felt more of like my job though. like my family duty, you know, to do those things. And then my mom is a tremendous cook and I loved cooking with her in the kitchen. We'd make dinner together pretty much every night. And that was like fun for me. And I wanted to watch the Food Network instead of Nickelodeon. And I think it was kind of, it came down to this decision of like, am I going to go fun or am I going to go like, like more work, like career, does this make sense? Like, which is more of a shoe in But then like, in high school, I always had a kitchen job. In college, I always had a kitchen job. My friends would like nanny all summer and I would go work in the back of some restaurant. And there would be like big sweaty men and really loud screamo music and a lot of sharp knives and a lot of fire. And that's where I was like, this is my spot. I love this so much. I don't know that making a different choice would have really impacted anything. I think I always would have found my way to food, but I do think the coolest part is like this age of like our generation, like creates their own path. So talking to like older chefs who have worked like exactly what you think they went to culinary school and then they started dishwash, they started making salads, they worked their way up to the grill, then they ran the line and then, you know, et cetera. Like it's one Avenue. It's one way for them. But our generation is like, how can I create something that's mine? How can I make this completely unique and different? And I think about like the work-life balance that I have and like the income streams I'm able to create for myself, like the flexibility. um, And it's all kind of based on relationships and it's communities, you know? It's like, who will say your name in a room of people that are able to offer you like your next job? So combining all of that um, into a career is 
is pretty incredible. You know, it's not just like one sided anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's so true. And I, and I think that um, if I've learned anything just in life, but also from the podcast, it's like, it, it's never what you expect it to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even the people who are so sure of the path that they'll take, it's like they're, it, life always finds a way or life always has a way of surprising you. <laughs> it definitely so. does. And it always like works out exactly the way it's supposed to, like whether we try to control it or not. Yeah. Um, but I think like the opportunities I've gotten for social media even have been incredible. Like I got to compete on Chopped last year with yes. the Food Network. And like that was because of my Instagram. It was a grilling tournament and they saw that I grill all the time. So just like by me, like authentically sharing myself and what I'm good at, like that came to me, which was so cool. And then um, I don't know if you're a fan of First Watch. Like I love yeah. their breakfast. Um I get to food style, like all of their food photos for their new menu, their online, like their holiday things. And like that came from social media too, like a connection from someone who works there reached out and asked if I'd be willing to help. And, you know, that's like, that's some cool stuff. Like those are cool. Those are really cool projects that get to be work. And that is something that I'm incredibly grateful for. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is so cool. I'd completely, um, I I've seen you share about first watch, which is like one of our favorite breakfast spots. And I think that's yeah. so cool, but it completely slipped my mind that you were on chopped, even though I literally watched the episode, but when you just said it, it was like, oh. it's like all a blur, but it was such a light bulb moment. How much fun was that? Or was it, it was as stressful as it looks? <laughs> it was wild, honestly. Like, I think I was so impressed by the the entire setup like the set was stunning but the amount of people that they have like on crew and like the amount of people that man a camera like it was just it was insane um I think you know I was really I was bummed after I got chopped obviously like I didn't want to get chopped that early but tv is tv and there were so many different avenues they could have taken our storylines and I'm so glad that they let me be like they let me be me. Yeah. And um, at one point they asked me to say, to say like, I'm a millennial opera singing gay chef. And I was like, I'm not saying that. <laughs> what a tagline. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, I'm not saying that. They're like, well, how can we like reword it so you will say that? And I'm like, there is no like combination of those, those words, words. <laughs> that are coming out of my mouth. Um, but, you know, like you're so afraid that they're, they're going to like catch you with an eye roll moment and they're going to like tag you as like this brat, you know, but I felt like after I watched it, like I was really proud of what I had been able to do. And I thought um, I made this, like we had scallops in our basket and like some smoked stuff. And so I made this like smoked fish dip because it's so popular in Florida. Like this is like a Florida thing. It's smoked fish dip. And my judges could not like wrap their minds around it it was like I had put um I don't know like a rock on their plate they were like what is this this is so strange so I've never heard of this I've never no this is weird and I'm like have you been to Florida like have you been to the beach do you know like I'll have to, I'm gonna let it go I still talk about it in therapy I'll work <laughs> on it <laughs> oh gosh that's that's so funny that um just thinking about how edited down tv is i'm always yeah. like you never know what's happening did you get any response from people who like didn't know who you were beforehand um 
they didn't even share like our Instagrams, which I was shocked. Really? Okay, uh, yeah, I didn't realize I, that. I, I got a ton of support from my community though. It was so nice. Like everybody reached out and said really great things. And um, it was, it was actually like the week before my wedding also that this went live. So I was so relieved when it was done and I could just like exhale. Right. Um, the last thing I needed was for me to be like rolling my eyes or crying on national television <laughs> the week that I'm getting married. Yeah. Like I probably would have like changed my identity and like, you know, fallen off the face of the earth. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, I feel like you've already covered some of this, but I'm just curious, like when, when you think about your job and all, all the different things it entails, do you have a favorite part or, or favorite aspect? I think bringing back the thought that like food is so personal. Um, I used to say this to clients a lot. Like, if you don't like something, just let me know. It's not personal. And then I would think that's so not true. Like there's probably nothing more intimate and personal than feeding somebody's family. And I think I try to bring that sort of energy that, you know, food is special and whether or not it's simple or I don't really make anything complicated. Like I'm a super simple cook. Um, it's just like bringing that, that sort of like love and like nurturing feeling back to it. It doesn't have to be so like mechanical and methodical anymore. I also feel like the food that you make um, and the recipes that you share are so, it's so hard to feel as if anything is unique on the internet, I feel. But like, I feel like, so the funny thing is, just speaking for myself, I um, I followed you because I think you like appeared on my explore page or something happened and I was like, oh, like this is fun. And then I was like, she's in Tampa. <laughs> like I was shocked. Um, but yeah, no, I, I feel like you do such a good job of creating recipes and, and developing new things. What does your creative process look like? Thank you. Um, I would say that some of it's being inspired by trying new dishes out. Um, some of it's inspired by travel and then otherwise it's like what's in season and what's on sale. So I think that, you know, there's a part of the internet that's very like, it has to be organic and it has to be this and it's like very expensive and kind of unattainable for everybody. And then, you know, there's a side that's like, well, it's farmer market season and like zucchini is really on sale so like let's buy a ton of it and figure out how to eat it without going crazy and um that's kind of like where I want to land more often than not like it's hard enough to get people to like cook their own food and eat healthy meals that are nourishing like we need to stop with like the food fear and just like make recipes like more accessible and easier to make like 15 to 20 minutes if we can feed our families and not include the bag of frozen rice like so be it that's so awesome like we're still getting the job done everyone's sitting at the table they're full and like we move on we don't have to make this like huge thing about x y and z if that makes sense it does it does i feel like especially like in the online recipe food blogger yeah. space there's a lot of shame and there's a lot of like as you said just kind of like fear mongering even for me like I have followed accounts and then had to unfollow them specifically with like feeding your children because <laughs> there's be so, so hard. many oh. yeah I mean it's just like it's like so unrealistic like 
And I'm like, there will be frozen, there will be frozen food. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to make everything from scratch. So, I mean, I, I think it's like, it's, it's refreshing to hear that, like, to not hold yourself to like ridiculous standards. Well, that's good. And I think like, for me, like, as a plus size woman in the food space, like, it's also, it's difficult to share certain things because, you know, then somebody will come at you and be like, well, you shouldn't be eating pasta, like, you know, and um, I always think I laugh when I watch other influencers who are like, you know, societal norm, like super thin and like, you know, conventionally beautiful. And everyone's always like, how do you eat all of that without getting fat? Like, how do you eat everything that you make? And I'm like, literally, no one in my life has ever said that to me. No one has ever said that to me on the internet. So um, that must be so lovely. But I eat a little bit, you know, and then like do my thing. I'm like, oh, I just cannot relate. So funny. No, I, I completely, completely feel you on that. Do you have a, so obviously I know you do a lot of grilling, but do you have a favorite cuisine or favorite type of food to make other than that? Um, I think the pandemic really helped us lean into more plant-based eating. So I think, you know, kind of switching things up with a lot of plant-based recipes has been really fun. Also, um, I just love Mexican food, like anytime, and especially with produce being so amazing right now. Well, for us in Ohio, it's like the end of our season, like it's going to start for you guys soon. But um, like the amount of salsa we can make is just like roasted corn and like all these like fresh, vibrant, crunchy elements. Like, I just love so much. And whether we make it vegetarian or we're doing chicken or pork, like it always tastes good and it's like so great to have for meal prep but I do love to grill you can always find me by the grill I it's my first winter like real winter in three years and um I was just thinking about how the previous winters that I've lived here I would grill all year long like there'd be snow outside and I would have the grill on and I don't know that I'm built for it anymore like we'll have to see how it goes like how many how many scarves will I have on (laughs) Yeah, I feel like anytime. I mean, I'm such a wuss when it comes to cold weather because I've lived here forever. It changes but you though, it yeah. does. Yeah, it really does. I also know that you, which I think is like super cool, that you work with a lot of professional athletes. I would like just love to hear yeah. how that how that kind of became like your niche a little bit. So I think it was just being kind of in the right place at the right time. Um, I met a personal chef when I moved to Tampa a few months in and she you know I it's hard to make friends as an adult you know like um I don't drink so I don't really go to the bar and what am I supposed to do at the grocery store like follow them around and be like oh I love those apples too like do you want to hang out like that's so creepy you know (laughs) it's hard um, it's hard yeah so like social media thankfully helps us connect in like a less like creepy way even though people are like not being creepy but yeah um so I connected with this personal chef and I was like, oh, I made a friend. Yes. And then the next day she was like, P.S. I'm moving to Philadelphia. Do you want any of my clients? And I was like, no, but like, yes, I absolutely do. So I like followed her around for a week and we figured out like how many would we're going to work on my schedule, who was like best fit. And then from there, it just took off and it was word of mouth and um, definitely having more like, I would say more of my athletes were they stayed in Tampa a lot longer in the last two years, like with scheduling and like pandemic changes. So 
Um, I was really fortunate to have my business thrive. And um, it's kind of funny because my wife is super sports obsessed. Like she does absolutely love sports and I don't know a lot about it. So I would be like texting her like, oh, I heard from this person today. And she's like, oh my God, that's so cool. You know, and I'm like, how do you guys like your steak? Like, you know, what's up? Um, And it would just create like really funny, funny conversations. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's been, I've been really fortunate to work with really, really great people. So very, very thankful. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'm also someone who is like not super clued into sports, but I mean, even knowing that you work with professional athletes, I'm like, okay, well that is very cool. I think it's, it sounds really cool, but like, you know, it's just, it's just like, adding that extra layer of um, like team nutritionist advice or like making right. this like nutritional Texas puzzle come together. But it definitely like, it sounds cool, you know, yeah. like, Oh, I, I work with pro athletes. Like, oh, you know? <laughs> no, definitely. It sounds like, it sounds like the kind of thing that people like are viral on TikTok for. Are you on TikTok? Right. I watch. I'm a TikTok. Yeah. I, yeah. People are mean over there. I don't know that I have the skin for that. I mean, <laughs> They're ruthless. But I do yeah. feel like that is the kind of content that I always, like, get sucked into. Like, day in the life of a, yeah. It's, it's such a different, you know, sort of career. But it's, um, you know, it's like, I think, like, personal chefing sounds, like, so, so cool. But at the end of the day, you're, like, you know, you're the shopper. You're the organizer. You, like, unload the groceries, load the groceries do all of the dishes, like write all the things. Like it's, it's not as like glamorous, I feel like, as it looks. And I get a lot of people who reach out to me and say like, I really want to become a personal chef. Like I love to cook and um, that's awesome. Like I also love to cook, but it's, you have to be like, do I want this to become more than just like passion? Like, do I want this to become like, you know, so much responsibility, so much time management, so much budgeting, like the really unfun parts, like are probably the most important parts of this career. So that's always something to remember as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's such a good point. I mean, anytime you monetize something that you genuinely okay. love and enjoy doing, you kind of have to reckon with the fact that, I mean, it just, it's, you know, you like, obviously like you still enjoy cooking. And for me, I think like, I still love writing, but it's, it's different from what it was when I was just like doing it for fun and there was nothing attached to it, you know? That's so true. So true. Well, Aubrey, thank you so much for this. This has been wonderful. Um, I'll put it in the show notes, but I'd love for you to share where people can find you and connect with you. Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at that's what she eats. And then you can find my blog, my website, that's what she eats.com. And then you can probably find me um, somewhere in Cleveland drinking a matcha outside until December. And then you won't see me for six months. <laughs> Sounds about right. Alrighty. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Asked by Ayana. I hope that you enjoyed the listen. If you're looking for a way to support the podcast, taking the time to leave a rating or review or sharing it with someone who you think may enjoy it is a huge help and goes a long way. See you next week.